Chapter Nine of Lord Dolphin. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. Lord Dolphin by Harriet Anna Cheever. Chapter Nine Lord Dolphin on Land. Well, we sailed and we sailed, but it was poor sailing for me, and every hour I longed to make a monster jump, clear the railing, and splash into the splendid bed beneath the cooped-up tank. But folks know how to make things strong and secure, and once or twice, when I tried leaping, it was only to bang my sides against the edges of the tank and spatter the deck far and wide, making extra work for the sailors. After a time we ran through what Jack called the Strait of Gibraltar, and were in the great Atlantic Ocean, and one day Jack said to me, Now then, my hearty, we're making a beeline for New York City, and it's a big tub they'll be giving you at the fine park, I'm thinking so i knew i was to take the place of the crocodile and be made a show of i tried to make the best of things folks amused me by standing near the tank and talking about affairs the band played delightfully salt water was freshly supplied me every day or two i learned that my fare was much greater than any other voyagers on board that is it cost more to carry me but think of a passenger that would have been perfectly thankful to have been thrown overboard. I was that same fellow. After about ten days, which seemed like a year to me, there was great excitement all around, such a running and tramping, such a waving of hats and handkerchiefs. Ah, we were landing. Roland came to my side and exclaimed, Goodbye, Dolly, old boy. I may see you some time in your new quarters. Little Amy lisped a hurried, Bye-bye, Dolly, good fishy. And after an hour or two, all the passengers had left the boat except the man who owned me and myself. Nor was I moved until the next day. Then I was made to swim into a smaller tank, not much longer than I am in which I could not have lived, it seems to me, a single day. But I was next boosted, tank and all, onto a great dray, drawn by creatures called horses. Sailors joked, drivers laughed, a crowd peered at me with eyes full of wonder, and I was given my first ride on land, yet in what to me was a mere puddle of water. Ah! how new and strange the jolting and the bouncing the noise the whistles the voices rattling of heavy wagons booming of cars overhead and along the ground strange calls and ringing of bells the whole mixed racket nearly stunning me for my hearing is very acute and sharp i cannot tell you how distracting it all was to a poor pent-up fish I felt like anything but a lord then. 
and what was this unknown matter floating into my squeezed-up basin dust something i had never seen before and i didn't like it the sea for me first last and forever at the park i must say things were fine and could they only have been more natural i should have had considerable fun i found that a dolphin on land although kept in a small square pond was indeed quite a curiosity both to young folks and older ones i imagine that a quantity of coarse salt was thrown every little while into the larger space now given me else i could scarcely have lived but my keepers were attentive and kind the young folks threw me many kinds of strange food and bless my lights as jack would say what kind of things do folks live on great quantities of little oblong balls snapped out of a shell different from any kind of shell i have ever seen before were thrown me nearly every hour of the day oh yes they were called peanuts really i liked them only it took about a hundred to get enough to chew on then there were white things making me think of some small shells as there were peeps of yellow inside ah i remember again they were named popcorn i preferred the peanuts i didn't know what to think of taffy jinx how it stuck to a fellow's jaws bah the whole lot of stuff called candy was too sweet and sticky some jolly-looking people that came to the park for what they call a picnic tossed me queer food-named doughnuts and ginger-snaps yes i liked them too particularly the snaps then there was an everlasting fruit named banana that i liked at first it was so soft and slipped down so easily but i had too much of it and grew tired of it i grew tame would raise my great head close to the strong wire netting and over would come all kinds of what folks call treats once however a man-folk threw me part of a small round dark roll or stick such as men-folk put in their mouths at one end and sent out a smoke from the other end boo bumaloo what stuff bitter and horrid men folks must have a queer taste to enjoy tasting and smoking such black weedy things one taste of a cigar was enough for me i was sorry not to see the boy roland or the little girl amy again but i think they may have gone to some other land place and so could not come to the park but although i saw so many other pleasant young folks i did not forget them then to my sorrow just as i was getting used to things although always in a homesick way i heard the keepers talking and learned that i was to be moved to another great city where there was to be an exposition or showing of strange and useful things from many different lands and seas really an exhibition i began growing flabby and thin my spirits were at ebb tide very low 
I felt as if pining to death. Ah me! I would have given all the pearls of the ocean and sea, could I have got a hold of them, to be back in my own dear Mediterranean groves. End of chapter 9 Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C.